Every time Bust, we come into a stadium, it's only gonna be us. Y'all need to know that. We come here to fight every week. Let's go, boss. I got that. They shot me in Denver. You who knows? Back in second hour of a Taco Tuesday edition of the program, 303-831-1340. This is the hotline as well as the text line. Utilize it. We'll catch up with some text as well. Uh, a lot to talk about. Avs go tonight, get the Blues. I'd say it's the matchup that they wanted. Sometimes the journey to winning a championship, a Stanley Cup, you know, he has to have a few little bounces go your way you know um the puck is what jake what do they say about the puck like a football it's shaped funny and bounces weird. it's shaped funny and bounces weird you know what i mean so it it's even like rolls around sometimes it's wild man it's totally crazy and like when they flip it have you seen the knuckle puck on the mighty ducks too i mean that puck can do crazy things that you'll never believe so for you know uh sorrows to have gone down early in that series sorrows player was a break for the avs I think for them to not have to go against the Wild, a team they've struggled against, and a goaltender who's one of the you know, 10, 12 greatest goaltenders of all time was another break. That was another break for these guys. So now you're getting a, a St. Louis team that has some championship pedigree and experience. But um, you mentioned, oh, they got six guys, seven guys, eight guys with 50 total points. Well, so do the Avs. And our guys are better, you know, um, I got respect for the Blues because they've done it. And I respected the Golden Knights, too, even though they kind of didn't get over the hump for what they're able to put together in such a small amount of time. So I think the Avs... I think the Avs win tonight, Jake. But I think it's like a 3-1. to one. I don't think it's like a 6-3. to three. I don't think they're scoring five or six goals tonight. I think it's some kind of 3-1 to one where it's tight for a lot of the game. And at this point of this tournament, I think that's what it's going to be. So uh, I'll tell you, let me ask you this. If the Celtics win this game tonight, do you change your tune on the Heat still winning the series? Yes. Okay. And if the Blues win tonight, do you change your tune on the Avalanche winning the series? No. Why? Well, I think the Avs are, you know, a lot different than the Heat. You know, the Avs being In the number how, one how? seed. They're just more dominant. You know, they ha they can turn it on and not look back. And I think they match up better with the St. Louis Blues. I think they can, you know, just turn it on and, and become something, you know, very just pure domination. As for the Heat, I don't think they have that, that level, that gear they that the Avs do. Oh, you're right. So if they go down and lose home court, then there's no way the Heat can bounce back from that. There's no real comp I was trying to make a comparison to the two series or even the two teams. I really just wanted to hear what you had to say on the Celtics. They pulled the game uh, game one off. And uh, the Avs, if they were to lose game one, I think if they lose game one in this series, we're reeling. We're coming in, you know, we're not, we're, we're I think our psyche will have taken a hit and I think our butts will be hurt as well. Oh, yeah. I'll be very butt hurt. So... I don't know, man. The Avs take care of business tonight. That's his job. You got to win game one when you're the number one overall seed. You got to set the tone. I would love for the Avs to go get me six tonight. Six to two win. Took control. Never let up. Foot on the gas. 
gave a lot of guy a lot got lots of guys lots of minutes you know spread it out is what i mean and no one it will you know will be wore down for a game too and of course we want that but also i'm not i'm not trying to get greedy you know what i mean i'm not trying to get greedy as well so 3-1 avs win it's 2-1 in the third period they find one more goal with the, you know power play in the third and they cruise they just kind of cruise so um I, I like that approach. I'd like that rather than uh, some kind of five to four. I don't want some kind of five to four game where the Blues all of a sudden are scoring three, four, five goals a game. And then the Avalanche are having to having to score lots of goals. I want the Blues to feel and believe they can't score goals. I want Kale McCarter to be the best player in this series. And Darcy maybe got a little bit of rest that he needed. Um, even though it looks like he got a bar fight or whatever with his eye a little bit, kind of cool. It's not as black as you know we want you want it to be, because then you look like it went down. Oh, you should see him. Killed him. His parents are suing me. What the thing about the this series is that you're going against you know Jordan Bennington as opposed to backup goalies. But with that being said. You know that rookie in Nashville played very yeah, well. Yeah, he did. He played he played above himself, and you know Jordan Bennington. He only gave up 112 goals this year on a 90 percent save percentage. So he's a good goalie, and that it, it's going to be a test for the Avs. And the if Blues they can get are past good. These guys, they'll they'll be golden. Listen, I don't know if people like we 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 don't know we don't talk about the NHL like we do the NBA and and the NFL. So the the Blues are a really good team. This isn't like a very lopsided the uh, set one seed versus seven seed with big discrepancies and gaps and goals scored and goals against and the quality of talent. This is a lot closer than that. This is a lot closer than that. And then, again, they won a Stanley Cup a couple years ago. Went to a Stanley Cup Finals again after that. That team is good. They know what it takes. And I'm concerned. I got respect. With a K, respect. For the blues. So let's go to the hotline and get our guy, singer songwriter. It's Chuck Nasty. Hey, Chuck. What's up, bro? Not to worry. No, they, they, the St. Louis Blues, they got a lot better team than the Nashville team. I agree with that. And uh, But I think they're not even close to where the Avalanche is in another level. We're like an all star team. Yeah, they're like on the next. And like, like, cool. even to the fourth guy, mm-hmm. he's like better than they got. And I know we're going to make Ryan O'Reilly kiss my Tarasenko. <gasps> oh, my gosh. You're a Tarasenko. Yeah. Hey. You're a gomber. <laughs> hey. Hey, you. Uh, hey. Watch it, bud. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> hey, no, but I, I got... I'm, but hey, could go seven games. St. Louis, they no slouches. Mm-hmm. I'll give it up. They got a good team. Like I said, two years ago, they were Stanley Cup champs. Mm-hmm. And so, and but I hope to make them sing the blues. Mm-hmm. I'm going home to St. Louis. <laughs> mm, I like that. That's the blues. What's who's the best at singing the blues? Ray Charles. Oh no! Really? He's good. I like Ray Charles. Uh, I don't know. You got to go back to some. Probably, let's just go with Muddy Waters. Wow, they're blues. 
Muddy Waters? Yeah, that's the blues. They invented it. They invented the blues? What about B.B. King? Well, he comes about 20 years after. Actually, they're kind of the same. B.B. <laughs> King is the absolute great. What a, He's a good singer, too. What about John Lee Hooker? He's, he's way back. He's really good. He's really good, right? Yeah. I, I was thinking more like, but way back, the best blues singers I ever heard, Betsy Smith. Mm. Or, or, or Ma Rainey. Mm. Or, what about Howlin' Wolf? Howlin' Wolf. He, he was another one of those guys who was working for Sam Phillips when he had to sell Elvis. Uh. So that's the whole other story. What about uh, Big Mama Thornton? Big Mama Thornton, she's tops. Yeah, she is top. A number one. But they have good ones today, too. Uh, like Buble? Keb Moe. Keb Moe. Yeah. Uh, oh, I need you to play some uh, Keb Moe. Um, let's go out to it. Um, let's see here. Hey, you know, one thing I wanted to tell you, Danny. Remember you asked me about David Bowie? Yeah. Well, I, the whole enchilada, Keb Moe. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you asked me about David Bowie, and I told you about Joe Brand. Yeah. Actually, Joe Brand was a friend of David Bowie's, and David Bowie actually produced his show. Mm-hmm. And they toured for three years, then they went away. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty, it was a wild show. Wow. Badass. Like, yeah, it was everything. All right. Hey, you we got to go, but I like your stuff on the blues today. Hey, man. We got to play the blues, to sing the blues, to live the blues. Well, you know, hey, nobody leaves here without singing the blues. That's for sure. Am I right? Hey, pretty much straight up. All right. Later, bro. Late. Mm. <laughs> Uh-oh. Woo! Whole enchilada? <laughs> I never had a half enchilada. I want the whole enchilada. You've been wishing mm. all of your life for a woman that'll love you, tell the truth and treat you right. And you've been lonely, crying yourself to sleep. Now you got a girl who can rock your world, put a smile on your face, and a love you're gonna keep now. Dang. This is the beginning. Are you ready to learn to love somebody for a lifetime? Wake up, it's your turn. So tell me now that you gotta the whole enchilada. Now that you gotta what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Are you gonna be dang? About to get Kemo in the rotation. Kind of reminded me of um, Bishop Bowinkle. <laughs> he was at the beginning. <laughs> we might have to play some Bishop Bowinkle, baby, at some point. And you'll feel what I'm saying. You feels me? All right. Danny Williams and Jake Meyer back on their side of Smiley Sports. Are you ready? Just got real funky in here. Hello, my love. I heard a kiss from you. Oh, yeah. Red magic satin playing near too. Dang. You're playing music like this? 
No wonder you got your wife pregnant. I'ma get you pregnant. This was a request from Halo. <laughs> nice. Does he have him a new little foreign one or what? I don't know. What's up with his game right now? Uh, he's got two me. options right now. He's a single dad, okay? So he's got two options. You got to go find your single mom out there, you know? A lot of the beautiful women endeavor, you know, don't get me wrong. But if you want, you know, he's wanting that young little thing, you know, so if you want to do that, you got to go overseas. You got, you know, probably he might as well. I told him just sign up for the show 90 Day Fiance. Do the whole thing because then you get all these all expenses paid, you know, and let's just, you know, it's where he's at right now. A lot of options. Keep your head up, you know. Uh, what else here? We got a text from our guy F. Lewis. He says, hated Celtics since showtime. I am a hater. You are a hater. <laughs> I need to watch that HBO stuff, man, because everyone's loving it. Have you watched any of it? Not a single Not, second. I haven't watched one second of it either. It looks good. I want to see the bastard Jerry West, who they made love to be the bad guy. I want to see Magic. I want to see... Uh, Dr. Bus. I want to see uh, John C. Riley as Dr. Bus. I want to see Jeannie Bus. She was a playmate. You know that, right? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, Jake, it looks like I'm about to let the boobs out of the bag. Yeah! Okay. Uh, do you, what was your prevalence prediction? I said three to one. Did you give me a number? Are you willing to do that right now? I did not give you a number, but I did earlier today on the other show, the morning huddle. Uh, I predicted Avs six, Blues two. Avs six, Blues two. Okay. You believe it in your heart? I do. I think they come out hot just like they did at the start of the uh, series in, against Nashville. I think they just keep the ball rolling or puck rolling. or yeah. We knew what you meant. That'd be sweet. Is that the best case? Best case scenario is they, they blow free. the doors Victory. off of them. Injury free. And mm -hmm. that sets the tone. And now for the rest of the series, they just got to think in their heads – how are we going to keep up with this team? Okay. I'm with you. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for these blues. But um, let me take one little peek at something here. The blues had the fourth best record. Had the fourth best record in the Western Conference. 109 points to the Avs, 119. Okay. The Avalanche have scored 312 goals this season. Okay. You with me? Yes. The Blues have scored 311 goals. Oh. The Avs have given up. 234 goals against this season. That is the second best in 
That is the second best in the Western Conference. And also, you have to take into account the Avs played with a lot of leads up in a lot of games. I wouldn't say you take your foot off the gas necessarily, but it allows, you know, an opportunity for teams to come in and get some goals because you're it's not you're not playing as tight of a game as a zero zero, one to zero, two to zero game, two to one game. So um the Avs two hundred and thirty four goals against is only eight less goals than the Blues gave up this season at two forty two. Those numbers are very very good. I mean, like, when it comes to the goals, you know, how many goals does this team score and how many goals do they give up? They are right there on par with the Avs. You could almost make an argument. I mean, the Avs were so dominant and so good. So maybe you can't make the argument that they could have maybe been as good as the Avs because let's not forget what happened for a couple, you know, months of the season there when they were on a historic stretch, a historic stretch of winning games. But, uh, you know, the Blues, they're good. They're damn good. I don't want to look past them. I don't think anybody is. So we're just going to respect them. And we're going to go get a dub tonight. Ryan O'Reilly's best days are behind him. And let me see here. Who would you say was the king of the West? The Blues? Have the Blues been the king of the Western Conference or the Golden Knights for the past couple of years? Mm, Golden Knights, I would say. I'd say the Blues and the Knights. And why not the Avs? I think the Avs. Because the Blues have won a Stanley Cup and the Golden Knights went to a Stanley Cup. That's fair. That's what I would say. So I guess my point is, as we know, the Golden Knights missed the playoffs and just fired their coach, I believe, right? Yes. Um, The Blues, in a sense, I wouldn't say passing of the torch. But as I'm looking at the Wild and look at the Stars, look at the Flames, Oilers, look at the Golden Knights, the Avalanche are just the best team in the Western Conference right now, and they were last year, and they probably will be next year. Out of this, you have to have a, a, a Stanley Cup Finals appearance. I don't think the Avs are. Gonna you be, have to. You have to. I don't think the Avs are going to be the best team in the in in the West next year. You, I mean, points wise. I'd be okay with that. I mean, the Wild had 113 points. Say the Avs finished with 109 like the Blues. Reason being, I don't think they're going to be able to bring back Burkowski. I don't think they're going to be able to bring back Kadri. They're not going to be able to bring back a few guys. And those those role players, not even really role players, they're difference makers. And the Avs just aren't going to be able to pay them all. So this is the year where they have to win a okay. cup. They're better this year than they were last year. Yes. They're quiet. You know, they're... I mean, the numbers wouldn't necessarily indicate that. But I think they're tougher, more mature, stronger, deeper. No excuses. Yeah, I think last last year when they were, you know, world beaters in the regular season, and they were this year too, but last year they were doing something very spectacular. Uh, They were just blowing teams out, and they were, you know, on a roll. And I think they got humbled. And that does a lot for a team. And that makes, like you said, them more mature. It I'm, gives that little sting. And it makes you want to you know, work a little bit harder. Okay, let me ask you this. Does McKinnon, McCarr, Landeskog, Rantanen, and Kadri sound, sound like Sackick, 
Forsberg, Footer, you know, add Rob Blake in there. Yeah, we, we, it does. It does it feel like that? It does. I mean, this is a is there a Ray Bork type of quality of guy. This you is know? a team for the ages. You know, this, is this a team for the ages? I truly believe so. I think they're going to either gentlemen sweep or sweep the Blues. I think they can, after the Blues, whoever they face, whether that be you know Calgary, it's probably going to be Calgary. They're going to have a, a tough series against Calgary, probably go to six or seven games, and then play Florida or Tampa. So all these guys, it feels like one day we'll be talking about those guys like we do about Hey Duke and Sakic and Wan and Tange. You know, that's what we that's what we think. McKinnon, McCarr, Landeskog, for sure. Okay. Those three guys okay. for sure. Well, I'm just telling you all those you look at you know, let me pull something up here. Okay, I got the Avs two thousand and one roster. Sakic, Wa, Forsberg, Forsberg, Footer, Blake, Tange, Hayduk, Habishir is the backup. Chris Drury, uh, Martin Skula, Dan Hino, Ray Bork, holy Toledo, Adam Deadmarsh, Scott Parker, Dingman, and there's some other guys that kind of left out. Holy cow, that team was stacked. That is something. Wow. I okay. Let me see. Let me see here. Okay. Does Kemper, McKinnon, Eric Johnson, Kadri, Sam Gerard, Toes, 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 Taves, Taves, Jack Johnson, not the singer, Kemper, Fr- Kemper, 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 Kem. It's PH. It's Darcy Kemper. No, Comfer. TJ Comfer. Oh, Comfer. Kemper, Comfer. I thought you were talking about Darcy. Ah, Comfer. I don't think this team's like that team. Now that I look at it, I'm out. They lose the series. No, I'm just kidding. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're not. They're not like that yet. And neither were those guys in 2006, 2007. Patrick Wall was, but Joe Sackick was a relative nobody. So was Forsberg. Those legend, the legend of those guys grew when they started winning championships and making perennial all-star appearances. And that's what is going to happen okay, this year. Okay. If you say so. Let's go to break. 303-831-1340. Yeah. Every little step. And I can't sleep at night. I talk it to listen to the telephone. But when I get your call, I'm all choked up. Can't believe you called my home. Damn. Ronnie, Ricky, Danny, and Jake. Anillo, Nigel, Danny, and Jake. Zach Seegers, Danny, Jake, and Nigel. Now nah, I gotta. Just like that. All right, it's my life sports.
Lock-In Taco Tuesday. Thanks for being with us. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. They say, Jake, that they're raving about uh, the new tight end already. They're already uh, making some jaw-dropping catches and has looked the part of a total stud so far. What do you think about that? I think it's a very good sign. I think uh, the big concern about Dulcich coming in was that he wouldn't be able to block. And, you know, coaches are saying that he can do it all. It's not just the catches, it's the blocking ability, it's some of the technique as well. So it's it's all good signs hearing about uh, Greg Dulcich. I hope he's a great player. I think he'd be, I mean, he has a great look, man. He looks the part of uh, a fan favorite. He's going to be, you know, there's always two, three training camp darlings. He will be one this year. They're going to fall in love with this guy, especially when he takes that helmet off. He's got all that hair. Um, you could say comparable hair to even your own, Jake. What were your thoughts on that? Oh, I love his hair and uh, the stash. You know, it, it adds to it as well. The mm-hmm. curls, the curls to his hair yeah. is what really makes it. And he's got the curls. You got the tendrils. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and he everyone brings a little bit something different to the table. You know. Exactly, and he he can be that vertical threat. He can be a very special tight end for Russell Wilson and this offense. With Justin Outen being a former tight ends coach, I really think they will focus on the tight end room and incorporate them more into what Russell Wilson does because, like you know, everybody says Russell Wilson doesn't really use tight ends very well. But like we we well, said, he's never he had a tight end like this. Garbage these guys. tight ends. I don't think he's had great tight ends. He's never had a tight end of the caliber of Alberto or mm-hmm. Dulcich now. He, he stuck with a washed Jimmy Graham. Uh, w- w- D- Will Disley? Are you kidding me? Big cheer. Luke Wilson? Yeah. What is that? Uh, the NFL is supposed to meet with Deshaun Watson this week. What do you think about that? I think he should be suspended. How long? The whole season. Then what? Then he could come back. Okay, no big deal? No big deal after that. You, you, he did his time, You know, served the suspension... And that's that's it. That's what the price is for get, trying to get people to touch the wiener? That's one year? Yeah. I mean, if, if Calvin really got a year suspension, Deshaun should get a year suspension. Wow. Plain and simple. Calvin Ridley bid or uh, bet $600, he said. Was it 6000 or 600 I thought it was 1500 Okay, you're right. 1500 On like a 16 parlay. He was like us, Kip, thinking he was going to hit that 5 and 16 parlay. He wasn't even playing, and it wasn't on the Falcons, and he got a year? That is BS. Well, then shouldn't Deshaun get two years for the Wiener stuff? The dude, I mean, he was acquitted in the courtroom, which goes a long way. So that that will probably take a lot of the suspension, the length of the suspension away. But if he was, you know, if he had to pay out big time, does Deshaun Watson play a down of football in the NFL this season? Yes, he does. The NFL doesn't care. Wow. The NFL is... They, they, they don't care. As long as you bring in ratings, as long as you score touchdowns, you can play. It doesn't matter what, what kind of heinous things you did. Okay. Wow. You're a wild thing. I'm just speaking the, the I truth. I know, I know. It's the from truth. the first church, nothing but the truth. 
Okay, you got any Russell Wilson updates? What's what's the latest? Did you see Sierra and the swimsuit edition on the cover? I did. Uh, looking good, you know. I mean, it's they're a power couple, man. Uh, Sierra's doing her thing. Russell Wilson's the new quarterback of the Denver Broncos, which is a, a great brand to be a part of. And he's going to be a great leader and a phenomenal quarterback. And he's kind of going to revitalize his career here. That's what I believe. Okay. You see that beautiful woman? Whoa, you you quarterbacks get all the good-looking women. I'll tell you, you if I'm a youngster in Denver, I'd pick the ball up and start throwing around with pops. You see that? That's a beautiful lady there. Whoa. That's AJ McCarron's girlfriend. Okay. Wow, I'm telling you, quarterbacks, you get all the good-looking <laughs> women. Ah, it's a what a beautiful woman. Wow, he's AJ's doing whoa. Some- some things right down in So if you're a youngster in Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with pop. <laughs> uh, okay. So, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Um, it said the most vulnerable division winners. I was looking at a little bit of peace. Uh, the most vulnerable reigning division winners from the NFL's regular season. Should I give you those who who those uh, teams are? Yeah, yeah. I think the Chiefs are number one. You think they're the most vulnerable? Yeah. Are you sure about that? No. You want to hear it first before I, you start I, saying I crazy wanna, stuff? I do want to hear it first. Okay. Uh, you got the Bills. Okay. You got the Bengals. They're not vulnerable. Neither one of them are vulnerable. Titans twelve and five. Don't forget they still finished twelve and five last season. Titans are the most vulnerable. Uh, Chiefs twelve and five, Cowboys twelve and five. Ooh, yes. Cowboys, Titans, Packers thirteen and four, vulnerable. Mm. Buccaneers thirteen and four, Rams twelve and five. It's who won't repeat? Let's just start eliminating teams. Who won't repeat as division winner? Cowboys. Okay, I agree. Titans. Okay, Bengals. Mm, Bengals will still run that division. I think the Titans. You think the Colts are going to jump them? Colts are going to surprise some people this year. They're going to be special. Buccaneers? That's a horrible division. Yeah. Bucks I think that's why Tom Brady came back. I'm serious because yep. the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Saints, I mean, you're 6-0 and or 5-1 and just right there. Garbage. Really? Damn. That is the crazy. The West, I think, could be anybody's shot, but I, I might as well just... Give it to the Chiefs just because they've been the Chiefs for the past five years. The Rams. I think they're very vulnerable because the division's really. Well, I think the Rams are going to win 11 games again and go to the playoffs. And I think they'll be a championship contender again. But to go 12 and 5 again and win the division when the Cardinals went 11 and 6 and the 49ers went 10 and 7, those are two teams breathing down their neck last year. Cardinals are going to flop this year. Why? They've got issues. They've got locker room issues. Kyler Murray, no, I don't think the they team, don't have on the, the field issues. Believes in him. The locker room issues will turn into on the field issues. DeAndre Hopkins suspended for six games. Forgot about that. You know, Kyler Murray's a diva. So you think the Cardinals come back down to earth? Yes, they're a nine-win outfit next year. Wow. What about the Niners? They're gonna struggle. Uh, it's gonna be Trey Lance's coming out party and he, he on the come up I it's going to be rough do you know what i out. think i think their 49ers are tw- uh, 10 and 7 again next year 
They're another nine I think win they, outfit. I think they find a way to 10 wins again. Get um, get Trey Lance going and try to get get the most out of all his unique ability. I guess I would say. Let's go to break, I guess. In a minute here. After I mention our friends at the Burnham Law Firm, it's no slogans, just great lawyers. Personal injury, family law, or divorce. Quite frankly, nobody does it better. Damn. Computer love? Do you know who it is? Yeah, of course. Oh, do you? Yeah. It's Cameo. It's Uh, just tell me. Zap and Roger. Damn! Did I say that? Cameo. <laughs> I know it wasn't cameo. But maybe we play some cameo. Word up, I'm coming back. Oh! <laughs> On the other side. Smelly Sports. Valley sounds like cameo. Definitely not Kendrick Lamar or Drake. Wait, actually, Drake does sound like this. Kind of. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Is this Drake? Is this a new Drake? Oh no. Okay. Bring your hands in the air like you don't care. Do your dance, do your dance. I don't know. Pretty good in my eyes. This is rock. I don't want to be right. All right. Final segment of the show, 303-831-1340 is the hotline as well as the text line. Thanks for being with us. Let's go out to the hotline and get our guy, Peter. Hey, Peter. How you doing? Oh, pretty good, Peter. How about you? Real good. Oh, that's cool. So I was watching uh, the Broncos both seasons again. Okay. The 98, 90, 97 season. Uh-huh. 97, 98, yep. What play do you think was the biggest play for them to get to where they were at? Um, Probably the helicopter. You think so? Yeah, because it, like, defined and embodied and encapsulated like John Elway's entire career and almost like the entire legacy and brand of the Broncos as like a complete organization and franchise. That was Elway and the franchise and all of us together getting over the hump. And again, you got that's like it's John Elway. So you go look back at it and it's kind of hard to tell how old he is. And people just think that that might have been 32 year old John Elway. That's 36, 37-year-old John Elway. Imagine Peyton Manning, you know, taking – imagine Tom Brady taking – I could see Tom maybe doing it, but I haven't seen it. I'm not saying he wouldn't. I just hadn't seen it. Taking off uh, for the seven yards up the field that he needs, knowing if you're going to for sure get that first down and that 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 seventh yard, that you're going to take a pop. And it just so happened he got hit two different ways at the same time, flung around. 
You know, he got up. He's one of the toughest guys in NFL history. And he knew it right then, and we knew it right then. That was special. That was a big moment. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I would say that Howard Griffith one-hand catch, that was spectacular. Yeah. That, that was I'll give you I'll give you one in the next Super Bowl too. The Broncos are up ten to three. It's their ball. They're up ten to three. Okay, and it's a ball game. Uh, Broncos are probably around their own thirty-ish. Uh, Rod Smith does this run little post thing, turns. Elway puts a ball up top for Rod Smith. He catches it, takes it to the house. Broncos are up seventeen to three. At that point, the route is on. It's total domination, and they, you know, that was the play where they really kind of proved themselves as, you know, the best team in the world, and um, you know, showcased, highlighted by one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time going to Rod Smith, one of the most underrated um, receivers in NFL history, and one of the greatest undrafted players ever. So I'd say that was a big one too. Do you think that if Minnesota would have went, it would have been the same Super Bowl? No, I think we would have had a chance. I think we would have won, but I'm also a huge Broncos fan. But also, again, that Vikings team was 15-1 and that year. 15-1. and They were a freaking buzzsaw. They were really incredible. They had... They had... They had Robert Smith and Chris Carter and yeah, Randy Moss. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that little flea flicker. Um, and, um, and Randall Cunningham was just the perfect guy for that team at that time. They were high-powered and highfalutin and one of the most underrated, you know, single-season offensive freak shows ever. But I think as complete a team as we were, we would have found a way to shut them down and beat that team. Hey, that wasn't Randall Cunningham. It was Dante Culpepper? No, it was Cunningham. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, wait. It was Chris Chandler? Hold on. No, it's Dante Culpepper. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Randall Cunningham. Come on, dude. That dude was retired like 700. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Well, that was 2000 and was that was 1998. Hold on. Who was the quarterback for the... Oh who was the quarterback for the Vikings in 1998? It was Cunningham. On it. Hold on, what's it was Randall Cunningham. It was Randall Cunningham. I don't think Peter heard that. Can you explain that to Peter one more time, yeah, Jake? Yeah, Peter. In in 1998, he was selected to the Pro Bowl first team all AP All Pro uh, in 1998 for the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. Yeah, he's a wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wikipedia is that's wrong, bro. This pro football reference, yeah, that's totally well. Wrong. You know, you you had all the you know. Listen, I'm glad you finally admitted it. Listen, you listened, you listened to the show for a long time, so you know that Chuck Nasty and Burr, as they get a little bit older, they start to lose some of their marbles and things like that. They don't know. Sometimes you get yeah, you know, Chuck's getting like lost driving home from the grocery store and stuff like that. So you know. At, as as you're getting a little bit older, that's why if you're losing a little bit of some of your memory, it's hey, natural. I called, but I called up and I was, uh, I was listening to people's uh, Guy show, and uh, he was calling in and saying that people were calling in and um, using different names. I was like, this guy can still. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dan, yeah, but Dan they- star, Dan game. That's been done already. They've been stealing our stuff for years, though. I will say this though, keep your girlfriend away from me, true player for real. <laughs> Straight up, dog. <laughs> All right, we gotta go, bro. 
Broncos rule every else sucks. All right, there's like a minute left worth the show, Jake. What do you have? What's your final sign-off best stuff of the day for the last minute? Final sign-off. A prediction? I will give you a uh, two-leg parlay. Ooh. The Avalanche, minus one and a half, and the Miami Heat, minus two points. That is my final The sign-off. Avs minus one and a half is at plus money. That's plus 106. I like Tommy Likey. I mean, you even see, say it's going to be 3-1, a much closer no, game it's, than, it's, than I think it's going to be. Okay. So even Watch if this. you like it at 3-1, that's, gonna, that's still a cover. Watch this. I'm going to go. I will be going with Jake. Oh, yeah, you're going to like this. I'm going with the Avs. On the money line, minus 220. Okay? Are you with me? I think you lost track there. I'm following. As on the money line, minus 220. Okay? I will also be adding the Celtics to win outright at plus 108. So I can get a little bit of my money back on that minus 220. Okay? My second leg. My third leg. Okay? Like my third leg when they used to call me the tripod in college. Um, is going to be this little day game outfit that we got the White Sox and the Royals to go scoreless first inning tie. Oh, that three leg parlay at twenty five dollars. Boop beep beep boop beep beep is going to pay me out almost one hundred and forty American dollars. It's a pretty good parlay. Yeah, I mean, you don't like the Celtics to win the game, but if you like the Heat, you can switch it out. That's just Celtic. That's the abs in the money line. Say three, two, win, two, one. Something happens, one to zero, but we don't see coming. Uh, that little uh, first inning tie. Get that out of there, and then we got the Celtics to look forward to to beat the Heat tonight. Are you turned on this first inning draw stuff? No, but it's so easy, and it's right there. It seems so easy. Kind of I lost. Like listen, turn. I lost seven in a row. In combination of doing seven in a row first inning. That's how bad I am at those. Seven in a row. You'd think it'd be a 50-50 proposition, right? Right. Wrong, Jake. Wrong, okay? For Jake Meyer, I'm Danny Williams. Anilo and Andrew are next. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Sheila. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, Alan, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. See you, you, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard me. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. Uh.